I mean, you're, you're, you're the right age block for uh, for the new Paramore season, right? Yeah. Season two, new jams. <laughs> Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it fresh. Season two, uh, episode two. Great to see you again, Brad. Good to see you, Joe. Do you think people notice that we're still wearing the same clothes in these things when we say it's the next episode? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> probably. They're, probably they're listening to them in their car. It's, it's fine. We're yeah, good. It's yeah. fine. They're good. You know, it's, it is what it is. I like it. Uh, Joe Cameron here. Modern cartographers. Brain frame. Still here. Running the internet. Still here. Running the internet. Coast to coast. You know, last episode, um, we teased a little bit about a focus group. Um, and, and a lot, we talked about getting data back on our campaigns and, you know, we were lucky enough to engage in a focus group. And I can tell you, you know, we can, we can joke and laugh about focus groups and, and data and everything, but I, I took a lot away from it. I, I learned a lot about voters. I learned a lot about what our techniques are. Um, but it was, uh, it was an interesting and, and a valuable insight for me on that focus group. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was cool. We we've talked about this with a bunch of our clients before, and said, "Hey, you're you're spending a hundred grand, or two hundred, or three hundred, or half a million dollars in this campaign. We should do something after the election's over, very quickly after the election, to see how it went and why, and get just some raw, really quantitative, not so much qualitative, but raw feedback from a, a group of voters who voted in the election." Um, and and see what they say or what they recall about the campaign. And so, yeah, this was November election. Uh, the election was on Tuesday. The following Thursday and Friday, we were in person. Um, three days, four days after the election, we were doing online um, questionnaires. So they voted on Tuesday. We were calling them Wednesday, Thursday. And by Friday and Saturday, they had a 120, 130 question questionnaire that they were running through re-watching ads, looking at digital content, looking at uh, digital block walking that we had done, looking at mailers, um, social media posts, rating them. Do I remember them? Was it good? Was it bad? Providing a lot of qualitative comments and criticism. Um, and then literally nine days after the polls closed, you know, we're in a hotel room, you know, with stale coffee and some, you know, really decent muffins. And we had, good and pizza. we had good pizza. Yeah, we had good pizza. Um, and we're sitting there talking with these people uh, in groups of 10, um, you know, 7 to 10, 12, and saying, hey, let's talk about these ads. Let's talk about this. What did you feel about that? And it was um, really insightful. I think a couple of big takeaways for every campaign, um, especially on the, the public safety side, is that our biggest value as a public safety campaign is to be that third-party validator and motivator for getting out the vote. Um, certainly, especially on the law enforcement side, but even on the on the fire side, um, we can only do so much to take a voter who was going to vote A to get them to vote B. That just doesn't, not a lot of movement there, and as important as our issues are. But that voter who is a soft B, but not ready to get off the couch, we can take those people and absolutely change the game with them. Um, and and get them really going and motivated. And the true independent, the true undecided, especially in a lot of the nonpartisan city township level races, the true person who's like, I don't know anything about either of these candidates. Those folks, when public safety steps in and leans hard, does a lot 
to get those people in the game. And I, I think we've consistently seen that in a lot of our council races um, that we've worked with on both coasts and you know through Central Parliament America. Um, public safety has a lot of value in those races for sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was really wow. really interesting stuff from them to hear back. I think the biggest takeaway, hands down, is <clears throat> we have our validation. People hate mail. They, it's we- not just that they hate mail; they think it's dumb. You know, yeah. of every person we talked to, not one person said that they use that to influence their decision, or that they use it or maintain it for anything longer than the trip from the mailbox to the trash can. I asked. We we asked. Well. What about it has the election date? You know, did you use that to put it on your, your fridge to remember when to vote? No. Do you remember seeing it? I remember seeing mail. I don't remember seeing this. And then, you know, it was great. We had uh, we had people in, in the focus group who were, you know, politics adjacent. They, they had run for office. They were active in their, in their party. Um, and even they were able to pick apart just kind of the disaster of fake branding or fake imagery um, where we had one candidate who really tried to like pretend that they had the support of public safety and they did a really poor cheap job at it. And even their supporters were like, this is garbage. It's inauthentic. Um, it's, it's dishonest. And it was just a massive waste of money. And when you, you think about how much mail continues to cost to deliver, um, the returns just continue to not be there. On the flip side, um, everybody seemed to remember um, digital block walking. And you know, we asked them, and they were like, the first thing that they said is that don't text me and ask me for money. They can't, can't stand that. Don't text me, and when I reply back, don't respond. They didn't like that either. And we're like, well, what, what happens when you get a, a message and it's from the candidate? or from a real person, and you can actually have a conversation with them. They're like, no one does that. And we're like, so when you guys did it, or when we saw that, when we were able to experience that, it raised our credibility with the person that we were talking to about those issues. And, and I think we have you know, parlayed that into a lot of our contract battles uh, you know, across the country. We've used that same technology, the same way of communicating with people and having a back and forth communication. That's why it's, you know, it's critical when you're running these campaigns, whether it's a political campaign or whether it's contract campaign is like, you need to have, it's important. And I want you to touch on this, Braden. It's important to have a knowledgeable person on the other end of that, um, of our platform to have these communications, because if oh, you don't, yeah. you, 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 there's many out there and I'm sure people are getting them currently as they're listening to this podcast, you know, vote for X vote for there. It's important to have somebody who's following up on the other end of that, because that's where we're seeing our movement across the board. Currently right now in campaigns that we are running right now, we mm-hmm. are moving the needle from Democrats going to Republicans, Republicans going to Democrats, independents going either way with one-on-one communications on our end. All under the flag of public safety. All of it. And, you know, where I, I think, again, this, this is no different than our, our labor leaders know. You don't just send anybody to be at the bargaining table. You don't just send anyone to go speak at city council. And frankly, you know, we're always hard up for volunteers to go block walking. But the reality is, is there are some folks you don't really want going out there block walking. You're like, hey, you're on team lit drop. Don't even knock. Just just, just leave it in the door and just keep moving forward, right? Yeah. Because those conversations, when you get to have a conversation and interaction with the voter, they're so important that they're handled well. And 
turning it off to volunteers or unpaid staff or even sometimes our members, they don't take the time and the nuance to really get it right with people. And I, I think for anybody who wants to see examples, you know, reach out if you're, this is something you're thinking about doing um, or you have a political campaign for your association or your candidacy and you want to see that. I, I think back to that assembly race um, that we had last year in the South tight race, eight candidates into the primary, two candidates into the runoff. And our our candidate, our team was the only one who said, hey, I want your vote. This is the real me. I will be here today to answer your questions and I'll be here tomorrow. Let's talk. And had those one-on-one conversations and we were there coaching them to get that done. And when our associations are doing these things, they don't have a candidate, right? So we're just like, hey, I am here. I am representing this association, this union on these issues. I will answer whatever you want to know. I'm here. Ask me a question. And we get questions like, are they a Republican or a Democrat? How do I know that they support our public safety issues? How how can you say they're going to make my life safer? And we reply back and give them the examples, the issues, the facts. And so often you hear, I, I had no idea. Thank you so much for sharing that. You absolutely have my vote and the vote of the four people, five people, six that, people in this household. That, that is the other key to this side. It's it's having those conversations. In a lot of the campaigns currently that we're running in California, right, <clears> wrong, <throat> or indifferent, all the ballots are in the house. Everything, yeah. all these ballots are on the kitchen table. So when we're having these conversations, it's, it's a different approach to saying, hey, can we get your support on March 5th? Can we get your support right. to go to the polls on March 5th? I know. Their ballots are on the kitchen table, and, and the conversations we're having is like, wow, I can't believe someone's on the other end of this line. Uh-huh. Uh, I had no idea that they were endorsed by public safety. I had no idea this was their values. You absolutely got my vote. And then our follow-up conversation is like, hey, you know, and sh- you know, it's a close election. Share it with your friends and family that live in the district, if it's an assembly race, whatever it may be. Like a, the message back five minutes later, we, j- we just locked up all four votes in, the, in that house. Yep. That is is the power that we can influence. It's, 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 it's doing really well. Yeah. No, and, and this is, this is to parlay. I, I think back to our, our lobbying conversation, this is how we've also passed laws, right? Like actual conversations by actually highly trained communicators, usually you or me, um, or, or, or some of our really key staff who, who understand the issue and the voice that needs to be conveyed on these things. It's not just canned responses. It's certainly not AI. It's certainly not um, non-generated, you know, cut and paste stuff. It's actual conversations, and that separates us. You know, we send out, you know, groups of people. We pay tens. We see we see people pay tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars to have these people who will go and work for fifteen bucks an hour, knocking doors, pretending to represent our associations door to door. And door to door conversations is the heart and soul. Of any political, op- you talk to any big operation, they say field wins campaigns, and it does. Except that I think we've found a way to harness digital field, digital block walking, because when you're an association that only has 50 members or 100 members or 200 members, you don't have the manpower or the depth to bring your message in the way that a nationwide presidential race can do or a state assembly district race can do in field. And so this is a way to optimize and be efficient and really um, judicious with our, our members' money and their spend and, and, and really 
you know, get so much more for so much less than the money that's spent on TV or another round of mail versus having these one-to-one conversations. And whether we're talking about, you know, on the legislative side coming off of that at the at the federal level or we're looking all the way down to a contract battle at the, you know, at the local level. People want to be heard, right? And when we're having these conversations with them and we ask, you know, can we share your story with council member X? Can we share your story with assembly member Y? The, the answer is almost always yes, absolutely. Do you have anything further you want to follow up with? And they send you a whole paragraph on, on what their problem is. And I'm telling you, when you're able to share that in the way that we do saying, hey, this is Braden Frame. He lives at 123 Main Street. And he's voted four out of the last four elections. Braden hasn't missed an election in five years. That is a powerful piece of information to convey whether you're in a contract battle, whether you're trying to get a piece of uh, legislation passed at the state level, or you're trying to get a piece of legislation passed at the federal level. Having those type of conversations and being able to display that is very powerful and has proven to have been you know, really successful for us. Well, and, and, and that's why... We're always encouraging our public safety clients and campaigns to be involved in these things because if you can show it's, – it's one thing to put a sticker up and say, I endorse Bob for mayor. It's a whole other thing to deliver to Bob a stack of conversations where you can personally say, here is 100 or 200 or 500 votes and conversations that I've gotten for you in this district at these doors with these people in these homes. And when you deliver that to them, you've set the groundwork for being able to hold Bob accountable to public safety and your future contract and those conversations. And you've established, especially when the guy wins by 200 votes or 300 votes, you've established how much your involvement delivered that win for them. And that is the power. Or just a simple assembly race by 81 votes. You know, who, who's, who's counting? And we're just, we'll, just put, we'll pick a number out of thin air and an assembly race that was won by 81 votes where our clients were able to take back to that assembly member the fact that they had personally had a few hundred conversations on that race. And, and I think to wrap this episode up, and something that I was talking to you on the phone the other day about, is I have, I'm currently watching probably five big contract battles across this country. And, and, and the issues are the playbook is being played. They go up to the podium. <sighs> they speak for the five minutes. They put the five minutes on social media. I'm telling you, if that's you or you know somebody who's running that campaign, call us and let us run some things by you, things that have worked across this country. It's worked in the South. It's worked in California. It's worked in Texas. It's, it's worked in the East Coast. It is work. It's getting people on a different medium with a message that's important to them and conveying their message back. I, I think if you're in a contract battle, give us a call. But what if I just put a bunch of email addresses in an Instagram post? Don't you think that's going to work too? Uh, yeah, that, that'll work. Just copy and paste each one <laughs> off of the, uh, off the Instagram post. Put a URL there too. Yeah. Put a URL in your Instagram post. Well, well you're right. It, it's tough, you know, because I think a lot of people, they, they don't know what options are available out there. They don't know how successful other ways of doing things have been. And most importantly, don't understand how cost effective they can be. Um, and I think for a long time, send an email, call your council member was the call to action. It really was. And 10 years ago, it was pretty effective because email was this thing that everyone was okay spending a little more time on doing or call your congressman. That used to be something that really moved the needle. But the average person today is too busy 
to care about whatever our association's contract battle raises, retention, recruitment, public safety concern is. They just they're just too busy. And people picking up the phone doesn't happen in mass. And it almost hurts us when we're begging everybody to make a phone call or send an email and the council gets like one or two. You know, it, it just makes us look like no one really does care about this issue. We are alone on an island. And, and on some state campaigns and, and moreover on, on federal campaigns, there is a real concern with staffers and with members of Congress that email campaigns are being run by bots and they're not true people. Yeah. And that is something we need to get. A, we need to be able to convey on a different. This is this is Braden Frame lives at one two three Main Street. Here's yep. all the elections he voted, and here's his here's his message to you. Yes. That is different than anything else you've ever seen. That yes. is where we separate ourselves from this. We're going to get into AI in another episode uh, later down the road, but like that's where we separate ourselves, and we've had really good success. And that's where you take that 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 stack, that deck of conversations that's backed up by real people. And you, you, you literally can put it down and you can say, hey, you, you call them. Call this person. There's their phone number. Pick up the phone. Call this person and say, hey, is this really how you feel? Because it's verifiable, actual information that lets people know. And it, we make it so easy because they already have the phone in their hand when they receive that digital door knock. They already have the phone in their hand and they can just... They have to go anywhere else, and they get the opportunity to send their message to their council member, their mayor, on this issue of public safety to support the contract battle, support the election, support the legislation, um, change the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, good wrap-up of where we're at. Um, it's February, so we got some March races that are going to come up, give us some more data points to look at here in this primary. And then uh, power through with referendums and city council races in May. And then uh, on to another uh, East Coast primary through the summer. And then the big election in, uh, in November. Just some minor and so details. much more new technology to talk and, about. And just some minor details lobbying on Capitol Hill that will oh, yeah. uh, continue to follow everybody in on. Oh, yeah. All, all, all of the, the bills that you continue to pass through the Houses of Congress to make taxes lower, small businesses, all the things. Doing the things. Final thoughts? Digital block walking doesn't matter what you're doing. Contract, legislative, across, have the conversations. Well-trained, one-to-one voter conversations still make a difference. That's it. All right. Until next time.